Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Unwind. Today on The Unwind, we interview Ayana about her experience as a single mother going through her immigration journey from Trinidad and Tobago to Edmonton, Canada. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe, and click that notification button for more episodes of The Unwind. And if you would like to join us live to get in all of the juicy details, don't forget to also follow me on Kelly's Travels on Instagram to partake in our live taping. This episode of The Unwind was sponsored by Roll the App. Move through the world without fear. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> so for those of y'all who don't know Ayana, I'm gonna give her the stage now. Ayana, introduce yourself, tell everybody what you're about, and yeah, floor is yours. Okay, so hello everyone. Um, my name is Ayana. I am actually a mompreneur life coach. Um, recently left Trinidad, my hometown, born and raised, and made the big move to here in Alberta, Canada, with my two daughters, ages eight and seven. Yeah. All right, so I have a list of questions here for you, Ayana. And guys, feel free, <laughs> drop your questions on the comment section as well, and we will get to them, right? So first question I have for you, why did you want to migrate? So there were a number of things. Um, that's a good place to start, by the way. <laughs> but there are a number of things um, why I chose, why I wanted to migrate. Um, first priority, of course, is my two children. Um, and I'll just give a little small story into it because I know this is a platform for me to go into depth, right? So I actually um, had a very hectic schedule um, where I was working before um, that didn't give me the, that didn't afford me the opportunity to be around my children as much. So whilst I was um, gainfully compensated, it didn't really give me the opportunity to be the parent that I know I needed to be for my kids, which is to be present. So I know I needed to make a change. I was unhappy. Um, I was not feeling fulfilled. And so one of the things that really made me started thinking as in migrating was really that it stemmed from, okay, this is the situation I'm in. How do I change it? How mm. do I get the results that I want? Most times we're in situations and we are unhappy with it, but we just complain about it. We don't really do anything to make it better. So that is the number one reason why I chose to move was so that I could be in a place that I could afford myself the opportunity to be a present parent, one, and two, and to give my children opportunities that I knew um, would probably not be available to them at the time that they would have needed it. That statement packed. With a lot of different, with a lot of energy there. Of, it yeah. won't be available when they need it. We'll unwrap that a little later on because yes. I think that's really a <laughs> crucial point there. So you're a single mother. Tell us about that. Right. So um, I was married, um, raised my two children. My children were raised with two parents. And then my husband passed away uh, very suddenly. Um, no complications or anything. Else. It was a very um, rare condition, heart condition. So that was one of the number one things that kind of catapult our entire life because we've always known, they've always known two parent home and doing everything together. So yeah, that's how I became a single parent, basically by default, <laughs> not by as default. a choice. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that was also, that also ties into why I need to be more present as a parent. 
um, that need because it is not as though it is an absent parent by choice or anything. It is a parent that really is not there. They really only have one more parent and they need all of my attention as much as they can get it. So it's fine to run and be busy and to go after everything and, you know, be working long hours. But when it's just you alone, something is going to suffer. And I just chose fate not to be my children's childhood, you know? I just didn't want to wake up a morning and then realize, oh my God, my kids are grown up and I do not know who they are. That is one of my biggest fears <laughs> in life, to raise children and don't know who they are. Because I was too busy making a life that I forgot to live. Hmm. Hmm. That's yes. really, really interesting. That is really, really interesting. You know, like a lot of a lot of single parents are single, but like more shared responsibility. So you can like yes. drop them by daddy on a weekend, right? But in your case, yeah. you can't. You can't do that. It's you, and I'm sure you would yeah. have had a supportive family back in Trinidad because most families are close knit. So tell us about yeah. like your family structure back in Trinidad. So one of the things um, I just have to big up South people because you know are from South, <laughs> and South is very heavy on family values and things like that. I do come from uh, a big family, not huge, but maybe because the love is so strong and the support, it feels very huge. So I do have um, a support system in terms of like my mom, my sisters, my brother, um, my nieces, who I love so dearly. They've all been with us and rode with us throughout this whole journey of us changing from what life, what we knew life to be to what it is. Family is really the cornerstone of everything. So um, in terms of support system back home, I did have family members who were chipping, like if I'm not able to pick up after school, drop off for school, um, you know, be there with them. Okay, they have cousins. But I'll tell you this, absolutely nothing could ever replace a mother and a father's love. Mm. No auntie, no tante, no granny. They all have their value. But what is true and and core to what they truly do need is that parent love being there. Right. So you left that. You left your safety zone. You left the family. Like, who does that? Tell me. Who does that? A crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next question I have for you, how did we meet? So how did we come across one another? Okay, so I um, did a lot of research when I made up the, made a decision that this is what I wanted to do. I was doing so much research, um, but I was missing one piece of the puzzle. And that piece was, if I could just see one person like me who did it, I'm going to do it. And when I say like me, I needed to see somebody who born and raised, bred in Trinidad, know about me carnival, live here, your whole, you went through the whole Trini experience, not know you was here for a few years or your mother from here or yeah, you really grow, build yourself here into adulthood and then made that move. Mm -hmm. I just needed to see one person and that was how I was, I kept searching and I found you on YouTube and I was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I messaged and, um, you know, I always say I'm so I was I messaged but not expecting to get a reply. It's so strange, you know. Like that's what I really wanted. I keep putting in the universe. I need to see one person. I need to see one person. But when I did see it, it's like okay, I'll message, but I don't think I'll get a response. 
and you responded like oh, with immediate effect. <laughs> um, had discussions, but January of this year, you decided to reach out to me because you saw me on um, YouTube. YouTube, and I was yes. talking about like truly experience, the Caribbean experience in Canada, and yes. then you decided to do that, right? Mm. How did you decide where you wanted to go? That's the next question. And I see somebody saying, why Calgary? So she lives in Edmonton now, guys. So what happened? I Because like I said, guys, I was doing so much research. I started researching. So there was one thing I knew for sure when I decided I was coming to Canada. I did not want to live in Ontario. Listen, out the gate, I was like, I'm definitely not living there. I don't want to go there. Um, for many reasons, just because I feel like Ontario is the New York of Canada. That's where everybody just run to, flock to. And listen, as much as I would love to have Trinis in and around me, I don't want to feel like I'm in Trinidad, away from Trinidad. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Want to feel like, like you want to experience new cultures, new experiences. Right, new, I want new. new experiences. I really just needed a clean slate, a different type of life that I'm not accustomed to, it really was just going into new territory. So when I was researching, I started looking at which provinces um, would appeal to me. And there were some particular things that I looked for. One of them being um, job opportunities based on the experience that I had. Like, what would it be like to get a job there? How much jobs pay? The cost of living? How like, you know, how well do they pay as opposed to how much it is for groceries, how much it is to um, rent, um, childcare. Then I was looking at things as how soon or how long would it take me to be able to afford buying my own home? Mm. Is it something, you know? So there were many, as a single parent, I looked very deep down because I really just needed to make sure that I could make it. If you understand right. where I come in, mm -hmm. because it's really all cards, all hands on deck for me. It's all on me. Okay. Big question. Well, I guess, I guess everybody should know here that I'm very biased. I love Alberta, right? I'm, yes. I'm biased. So if you ask me, AlbertaCBomb.com, right? Right there with her. <laughs> all about your lifestyle as well. Because for some people, Ontario is the place to be. For some people, yeah. you know, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, right? So it's really right. important to what opportunities are available. Yeah, some provinces. Yeah, what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And some provinces are easier to get into during immigration than yes. others. So yes. it's really, you know, it's all about the lifestyle. But I think I'm really, I'm really, really bad. So I'm putting that out there. Yeah, so the big well, question, ma'am, the big question, <laughs> what stream of immigration did you come through? Like, how you end up here? <laughs> Tell me now, please. The big secret. <laughs> so I'm actually here as a student. I was a student. I chose the student route um, to come up here for a number of reasons. And we can get into it if yeah, ready for me to get into it now. Yeah, why did you become a um, student? So when I was doing the research as well too, I saw that I also would have qualified for the express entry route. At the time when I started this process, I was still studying and doing my master's. Now I knew I could have still gotten into the express entry. I qualified for it, but I was going through a change as a person, um, growing as an individual, the pandemic is very responsible for that where I am concerned. Um, just because it allowed me the time to stop, soak things in. And so mm -hmm. I didn't want to spend no longer <laughs> living the way that I was living. I was unhappy. So I'm going to say unhappy in terms of like my children. So I knew the express entry would have taken time 
because when I had done research and I was paying attention to Canada's immigration news, they had put a hold on allowing those through the express entry to enter Canada at the time during the heavy part of the pandemic. So the only people that were allowed to enter Canada at a point in time when the borders were closed were only students. Mm, okay. Uh, so wasn't so that I time when I was making a decision? Like that was the only When I was day. making, at that time, yeah. Right. At that time. And I knew, so I made a decision to go with the student because it was the fastest way to get me here. One and two also because I really wanted to go through a career change. Mm. I really wanted now that if you are really going to make this move, Ayana, be sure that when you make this move that you do what you love. Right, right. So what are you so studying now? So actually studying marketing, mm. um, a business diploma, two-year two diploma in marketing. Um, but the intention is not to. So yeah, girl, I'm positive, Patsy. I just <laughs> jump out. I say I'm doing it. I go and get through. This is for me. Nobody <laughs> holding me back, right? Positive Patsy cross her T's, dot her eyes, do her application herself, submit it. When I submit it, June month, I see the notification in my email. It's like, oh my God, my heart beating off my chest. Denied. I was denied. <laughs> I said, girl, no. Damn. <laughs> And my response was just like, but what the hell's wrong with him? <laughs> Why don't you find me? You know, um, but it wasn't like a hard and fast no. It was just like, mm, you didn't cover this one corner. That's how I view it. It was just like, you didn't cover this one corner. And shortly, I was like, after that was what, three days or something like that? Three days yeah, we after applied. applied, covered the corner. And what, seven days later, you're approved. There's plan. I was just like, all right, come, you want it to rent, come. <laughs> But you know, okay, we 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 laughing at it now, and I mean, you really took it like a pro, though. You really took it like a pro. So I see with a lot yeah. of immigrants. I know that the process is not sometimes as clean cut as yeah. people make it sound. But yeah, in that moment when they get denied, a lot of people would have given up. A lot of people would have been like, well, yeah, like as we know, people who would have gone through the process and gave gave up when they were denied. I think the big thing for me is my why. Hmm. your why for immigrating like my why was my children like i was i was checked out of that like kelly you know i was checked <laughs> out i was like i am not going to continue living like this right if i had to apply 20 times then people in canada is taking me because <laughs> <laughs> i had made up my mind that I, this was not it i was moving full steam ahead this was the new sure. way the new direction and I just wasn't going to take no fan answer. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to take no fan answer, you know. But I have to say, you do feel a sense of, you know, the waiting is really like, your nerves just be like, oh my God, it is waiting, waiting, waiting. And that moment of opening the documents to see the email, to see if yes, you receive or not, really, if your heart not good, don't do it, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, um, somebody asked if they told you why so yes they do they do give you an explanation as to why. why so it's up to you then if you want to address it and go again if you just want to mm -hmm. take your no one system asking if if when you reapplied if it costs you money yeah and you see like guys when i talk about cost right there's a cost attached to doing your application for yourself compared to hiring an immigration consultant 
right? Yeah. The research, yeah, all of yeah. the research that you did, the risk of getting it denied, the, there, yes. there's their costs. There are costs, right? Yeah. Um, so, either way, you still have to pay. It's what you're willing to pay, what you're willing to, what cost you're willing to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hired Kelly as my settlement coach. So, she was the person who um, actually helped me um, find my apartment before I came. So, there's a reason for that too. So as a planner myself, I know the two blessings that God gave me, right? In the form of children. <laughs> One of them is such a good support. If my older daughter is so supportive, so gung-ho with her mom. But that second one, she is listen, make my life as easy as possible. So I really did not want to have to look for an apartment when I actually got there. Because I know she's not accommodating. She would make me, she would stress me out. <laughs> so and you don't have childcare, so you'll have to carry them on I your appointment. I don't have childcare, I'll have to drop them some. If I have to do it by myself, I have to do it. And then, you know, because of the anxiety of trying to make a decision quickly, I may have made the wrong decision. So I really wanted to make sure there were two things I needed to have happen before I get there, or for me to know that I was okay. One was to make sure that I could provide a roof over my kids' heads as we got there, so that transition would be smooth, one. And two, to make sure that we always have food. <laughs> Those are the two main things for me. To make sure that we have somewhere to rest our heads. And that, not even just rest our heads, we need a roof over our head. And that we have a food. place to call. Tell us what went wrong. So when this is the part, guys, that I want you all to hear, right? Like, everything is all good. Everything is good. She has a plan. She's a planner. Um, she's hired my services. She has her apartment waiting in Edmonton for her. Groceries done. Everything done. Like she's already did, gave her the template for her resume. Her resume is done. She's waiting to land and just start her life. Everything <laughs> is planned out to the T. She she crossed all of her T's, dotted all of her eyes. Planned for the unplanned. Tell us what went wrong. Tell us what went wrong. Oh, got to Toronto. Went through immigration had to show my documentation to say, well, I was approved, whatever, for them to issue me my study permit. Issue me my study permit, all well and good. Shuttle, take me to the hotel, nice sleep, Ugh. get up, <laughs> visit, enjoy myself. After the three days, my flight to Edmonton, we got up the morning to leave the hotel. The shuttle was an hour and 15 minutes late. Took the shuttle, got to the airport. Listen, I don't mean to sound anyhow, but I th at that moment, I was just like, oh shit, like you're really underestimated, Ayana. Like this is where, I don't know why in my mind, I thought the airport was not going to be that big. <laughs> I don't know, I can't explain it. No, but Toronto Airport is so, huge. There were so many people checking in at the same time you see how we know back home where you check your luggage in at the counter it wasn't that you had to check your bags in yourself so there's a line to do all of that there is nobody at a counter giving you your boarding pass you had to do all of that on your own in that kiosk so this is me six suitcases two children two trolleys trying to do all of this get it done the bag's not going through the machine because once in what overweight although it, it fly good to toronto it's saying it's overweight we had to adjust 
By the time I was done with that and explained to the lady, listen, my flight is at 9 a.m. Look at the time. She's like, okay, bypass you guys through the line. Get through. They check, you carry on, you go in. <clears throat> and we get to the lounge area. Sit and I'm like, guys, we made it. <laughs> we made it. Five minutes, ten minutes. And then I realized, but I feel like it's only me here. When I checked, they changed the gate where we were supposed to go. So what was on my boarding pass was not really the gate we had to go to. We had to go to another gate. That was so many gates down. Get there. And guess what? I saw that plane <laughs> driving off going without us. So we missed our flight. We missed our flight from Toronto to Edmonton, which was actually a connecting flight. We had to go through Saskatchewan and then to Edmonton. So we missed that flight. Came back out through, spoke to somebody. Just was like, okay, we're scheduled on a direct flight now, but I'll be in the evening time. This is after nine in the morning. I'm in the airport. My next flight is like at what, six in the evening? <clears throat> so when we get lemons, we make lemonade. All right. It's yeah, like, you called oh, me. You called me at that time, like, yeah, I girl, I'm you. on the flight. I'm like, yeah, yeah and you will check those bags in and go and explore. <laughs> go and explore. So we, <laughs> we explored, came back in time. Everything when I was going through, we had our two carry ons. Everything is going good. Sat in the lounge, right lounge. I checked the gate on my car. I check on the screen. I said, we right. Actually, I said, this is the right place. She said, yes. <laughs> so my mind is already like the four bags that I checked in. Um, I feel they may be delayed because they went to Saskatchewan without me and then from Saskatchewan to Edmonton. So in my mind, I'm like, probably I'll get those late. I don't know. I'm hoping for the best. However, I have the most important thing with me in my carry-on, which are my important documents and so forth. The flights boarding, upon boarding the flight, they were just like, okay, the flight is extremely full. We need to take a carry-on. My kids are tired. I am tired. I didn't think, hand her in the carry-on carry bag, sat on the plane ready as the plane is about to take off. I go, oh, shit. My carry-on has all my documents in it, including my study permit. Landing at Mountain, happy go lucky, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I need to get that bag. <laughs> right. The bag never came. The bag never came. So, so I had six Edmonton. bags in total. How six many bags? bags how many bags were lost? The four that went to Saskatchewan came, so I had those. They were waiting for me in the airport, and one of the carry-ons that were handed in by the gate on it by the boarding the plane came so one bag went missing and that was the bag with all my documents yeah so the six bags one bag was lost the bag that what? had a study permit the key bag the that key had your birth bag. papers everything all, of the, all the important it. documents everything all lost. the important documents gone lost in that suitcase so here i am landed newly Finally reached them a final place of destination. No immigration papers. <laughs> Nothing. So you can't even you, you, you can't even get a SIN number, which is the first thing for document run. No, can't do my SIN number, which means I couldn't get a job. Um, couldn't get a lot of things. Like you need that SIN number for everything here. I literally was just 
but life had another plan for you. Like life had right. something else in store, right? So it was just crazy. And then I decided for myself, you know what? I'll take a minute for myself. Maybe I need to reassess. Take a minute, step back, soak it all in, remember your why. And so I really needed to just come down. And I came down emotionally, mentally. And how you was going to do things, you have to reassess it. And sent in the application. And I just said, you know what? I trust in God. Here we're going on. You bring me here. You have to figure this out, right? I'm mm-hmm. not fighting up with this thing. You have to handle this. And I was able to... How much weeks? Was even a week? A week later. Was even a week? A week. Was even a week. It wasn't even. My papers were... They reissued new permits for me. So I actually had it in my hand. Um, bought a car. And everything just started falling back into place. Bought a car, got my insurance in my vehicle, easy peasy with my normal. Um, mm-hmm. Did an interview, some got a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
that was one this is a blessing for me as in not having to physically be in school also my the job that I was looking for was one that would be flexible enough because as a student I can't work full hours I only work part time hours which is I think 20 hours a week <clears throat> so I'm not out fully this was also a reason why I had said I did not want to start to work before the girls started to go to school because of childcare so I had said all those things long before so I will not need childcare so much when I start to work because when I start to work they'll be in school so my hours of work will be during the time that they are in school I will be available when they get out of school to pick them up from school and bring them home and I also get to study um, online if it's in the night time or sometimes during the day so that is the plan for now nice. when things change out of the pandemic and they say that we have to go back to um, physically being in school I will have to readjust some things at that time that'll be a new semester so I'll have to pick my classes differently um, if you didn't want to go up to Canada now could you have started school in Trinidad so yeah a lot of students yeah. have started did their first semester in Trinidad because the borders were closed. You couldn't get up here even if you had to go to school. Well, I mean, they could have gone to, they could have gone still. They were allowing students to come still. They were the only persons allowed even with the borders closed. Right. But um, what they've done, uh, kind of the immigration has No, I allowed. mean like, sorry, I mean like Trinidad's didn't have, Trinidad's borders, were, it didn't have flights no, as a point in time. we could have leave. leave. Are they sure? Because like, I was looking for flights. Or probably yes. it's because I couldn't come no. back home. Okay. You could have come back home, but Stuart, Stuart and Rouse said, Mr. Rouse, <laughs> Stuart said, anybody can leave. If you want to leave, you can leave. You coming back is the problem. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you could have started school in Trinidad. I could, have started right? on, I could have started online. They give you, uh, they could go to school full-time until the end of December of this year, and it will still count as legally going to school full-time study. After December, they haven't made any changes yet to let us know if we need to go back in person as yet or we could still study online because, you know, so they allow you to take a study from home and then come in afterwards or come in and still be online. It, it still counts as full-time studying um, okay. until December of this year, that is. Um, I know somebody might end up asking, well, if I could have studied online, why I rush to come still? That is the weather. I wanted to be here during summer for the girls and not make the trend based. Did you have to pay for your kids to enroll in school? Someone asked that question. Oh, no. I sent my kids to a public school. So, no. They, I, it's absolutely free. I think all I probably have to pay for is lunch supervision. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you needed it. Like, that, there are some things you have to pay for. And it's not really yeah. free. When you get a first paycheck and you see the taxes come out, that's what you're paying for. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, yeah, I yet to see, right? <laughs> when I see the taxes on your face, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It has <laughs> some, some reality checks I get in here. Some little things, that's some fine prints and some things here, guys. Oh, my God. If I check it, you get wrapped up. You get wrapped up. All right, guys. So that concludes another episode of The Unwind. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and share this video with a friend who's thinking about immigration. Don't forget also to go over to Kelly's Travels on Instagram if you'd like to join us live for the next taping of The Unwind.